Welcome to the Everything F1 podcast. Stay tuned for all the information you need to know about the news from the past week. Hello and welcome to the Everything F1 podcast. You're speaking with Tiller, Coops and Sponge, the original team from the Everything F1 Formula One page on Facebook and social medias. Coops, how's your week been? Yeah, not bad. Quiet. Just plodding on, really. Probably yourself. Yeah, it's been not too bad. I've been uh, work, 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 as always. But uh, keeping my eye, obviously, on the news from the Formula One paddock, there hasn't been much. So we're probably going to be chatting a lot about Ferrari today uh, because that's pretty much all we, we've had this week. Uh, how about you, Sponge? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been hectic. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I haven't really had time to breathe at work. <laughs> We've had so much in. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be oh, honest with you. I'll be approaching tonight's pod- podcast in a I will be reading along as you go kind of sense. <laughs> so if everybody's listening, I'm I'm approaching this as you are. So there we go. I haven't really had time to catch up with much other than a Ferrari that looks rather Muppet-like. There we go. Oh, We'll get into that in a bit then, because well, there are di- diverse opinions on the new SF21. Diverse opinions? Uh, we'll... Really? On social media? <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah, I know. Shocking. Shocking <laughs> to even think about that sort of How thing. How dare people. So this is the Everything of Fun podcast. You're fans of us, hopefully, uh, on our social media pages. If you are not, we are on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, I think that's everywhere, but uh, take us, give, give us a like on all those platforms. Uh, we're at Join EF1 uh, for all your social media needs uh, when it comes to f- uh, Formula One and the world of motorsport. So let's get into the news then. What, what news article, apart from the Ferrari uh, livery release, I have to say livery, livery by the way, because I got told off for saying livery. So livery release, <laughs> we'll talk about that at, at, maybe towards. Uh, the end, but uh, what other news caught your attention, Coops? Well, the biggest one that came out after our last podcast was the FIA released information on, or they finished an investigation into Roman Grosjean's crash. Oh, okay, yes. In Bahrain, uh, wait to get it up. So they have, they've done an analysis, uh, generally speaking, Rome, uh, FIA treat big crashes like that a lot like you know, airplane kind of crashes, you know, they get everything, they put it into a big warehouse, they've got a lot of, they interview a lot of people, including the driver, they look at all the data. Mm-hmm. So probably the biggest part of it, uh, if I can find it, was, like, we know we know what we saw, like, he hit uh, Kvyat's car, he hit uh, uh, the structure, the barrier that was trajecting an entry road and uh, just after turn two or three of the Bahrain circuit. Uh, so he hit it at an angle of 29 degrees at 192 kilometres an hour uh, with the, the peak force equivalent to 67 G. Wow. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was. Uh, it's massive. Uh, I mean, to, to, to even be able to be conscious and pull yourself out and jump out of a car at that kind of forces is nothing beyond a, a miracle, really. Uh, and obviously that's all thanks to the uh, adjustments to these cars over the years that we've had, all thanks to all those people that have, you know, uh, made F1 as safe as it is over the, uh, the past 30-odd years. Hearing hearing that uh, sponge, sorry, hearing that back, that kind of forces. How does that make you feel as a as, a, as an F one fan? A bit shocked. I'll be honest with you. Again, this is something that I'm 
I, I kind of saw the headline the other day and I've just been literally just having a quick kind of glance over everything now while we're talking, but I've got a bit of a mix of emotions. I'm shocked. I'm mm-hmm. proud of Formula One. I'm amazed that he's out. I think I think the shocked and amazed part is how can you how can you even be conscious after a 67G force? And, and that's what they were saying at the time, wasn't it? You know, he shouldn't be here now because no, really absolutely. he should have he should have at least passed out and obviously yeah. you know i'm not going to get into detail but we all know what the, the the consequences of that happening would have been um absolutely i think the proud part comes from the fact that if you look at this this is this is the part and i, I think this is what we as a, a kind of media outlet are obliged to push right now and we are we are obliged mm-hmm. to kind of make a big deal about this you see the accident you see all of the media fanfare that goes on after it. You see the interviews that he's giving now. Obviously, you know, he's lapping it up. Whatever you think of that, the one big thing is exactly what Tiller's just said, or Coop said, I don't know which one it was that you said it, but they treat this like an aircraft investigation. It's not just uh-huh. a case of, we just have a look at some camera angles and we'll do this. They, they forensically go through every single part of what happened. I honestly believe that that's the part that we should be focusing on right now. You know, the safety mm-hmm. in Formula One, they, they, there is so much that is said so often about, oh yeah, you know, they, they say that it's dangerous and whatever, but so much work, so much time and so much effort goes into yeah. trying to mitigate that danger and make it as safe as possible. And everything that they've done now go forward and it will change the way that they do things going forward. So I, I think it's a massive hats off to Formula One. One, for making sure in the first place that he actually walked away from that anyway. Because um, obviously Halo saved him. We know that already. Um, yeah. But I think a massive debt of gratitude has to be given to them for learning on past mistakes um and Absolutely. and basically looking at this as forensically as they do i think it's really good for everybody watching the sport i've mm-hmm. always said it's it's not you know you see all of these videos where they're just like oh all the all the best crashes of like the 2020 season it's like, i don't like seeing them i don't want anybody to to crash i never do because you know what in history what can happen yeah in history you know yeah there's more there's more people have died from crashing you know, obviously because of impacts and things like that. So these days, the less you see, the better. And I think, yeah, I think, you know, it's all down to the work they've done. So hats off to the FIA. Well done to them. And yeah, bloody still here. Good. Yeah, it's it, it's it, that just those those headline figures of sixty seven Gs. It, it just how on earth could the body even survive that? You know, it it it, it the mind boggles. Have you got anything to add to that, Coops? Uh, no, Spence kind of summarised it pretty much what we're all thinking. You know, I'm you, you, I'm reading the report more from a kind of factual standpoint and just wondering, like, as you say, I mean, he didn't fracture a bone because 67G, mm. that went through the car and him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And he didn't fracture a bone. He got some quite nasty looking burns and... By the looks of the pictures when he was doing his IndyCar test, those scars on his hands are pretty much there for the rest of his life. But Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, they look quite thick uh, in terms of his burns, especially the size of the bandage he had on when he was back in the paddock the other week, that weekend. But, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's one of those ones where even a few years ago, he wouldn't have survived that. And to be honest, no. he probably shouldn't have. 
Uh, I mean, the, yeah. report, the report's quite significant. It talks about the reasons why the fire happened. Uh, but it's actually, uh, if I can find it, it's a, it was in a, there it is. It was a fuel tank inspection hatch on the left-hand side of the chassis was dislodged from, the, and the engine fuel supply connection was torn. Okay. Right, safety bladder, and that's where the fuel came out. So it wasn't the full fuel because remember that was what two corners into a race with a fuel tank of fuel. If that was the fuel, yeah. fuel fuel tank, he wouldn't have been there because there would have been a lot more fire. The yeah, um, the flames would have been much greater, hotter. And I mean the battery. The ER, I think it's the ERS battery assembly. Part of it was in the power train, which was dislodged, and part of it was in the power. It was in the safe survival cell. I've talked about the middle rail of the barrier. Was, it actually failed, which is why he went through the barrier and sat in the way that he sat. Is that a good thing, uh, considering the circumstances? Was it a good thing that it, that it failed, or no, or, or would it have been uh, would it have been a better for him if it didn't didn't fail? I don't know. I mean, it didn't say that it did or didn't. It just said that the, the lower rail was deformed, the upper rail was deformed, did we see, but it did say the middle rail failed. So there right. was that. So, I mean, there was, I think, if I read, I haven't read fully the report, but they've said that there's 22 recommendations, including looking at the angle of the barriers to do the escape, you know, for the escape road, which is the reason why that was there, where the escape roads are going to be. They're going to look at uh, hand protection for the drivers, helmet protection, they're going to look at. So there's a lot of things that they're going to look at to change it. Yeah. Uh -huh. In terms of times, the medical car arrived within 11 seconds of the incident. Uh, Roman, Roman was in the, in, in the flame for around 26 seconds. So they're looking at different things to do 27 seconds all in the good, uh, the good news is that they're they're not you know being complacent with it they're they're learning from it they're they're focusing on how they can change and how, how they can make it even safer so even though he survived even though you know he he walked out of such a massive huge crash one that we've probably not seen for such a long long time uh it, they're still learning from it they're still i think they said it was like 1980 something when berger had his crash at monza there was five yeah the last time we had a big issue but yeah to cut a long story short there's going to be some issues they've looked at things along with the bladder material for the fuel they're going to change where the inspection hatch is going to be the you know they're keeping their cards close to their chest in terms of exactly what they're going to do but they've said yeah 22 things they're going to look at and as you say they're not being complacent it has to be seen that the, the, the things they put in worked yeah alive and get them out the car along with the, the driver did, you know, as we've, we've all seen the interview that he had with Sky Sports, like, uh -huh. processed it and what he decided, uh, how he was going to get out so he could go home and see his boys again, you know. Yeah, um, emotional stuff. But, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, he, he got out. I mean, we, we talked about this a lot last year when it did actually happen, so... We don't need to kind of go into it so in so much detail. It's just an absolute miracle. It's it's good to see the report come out, and it's great to hear that Formula One aren't aren't even resting on their laurels and saying, well, you know, he survived, so all good. They're 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 looking to advance it further and and, and become even safer. Yeah. Uh, so that's always good. Always good. Always good to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's it's moved. It's Formula One and the FA have kept the same thing. Ross Braun came out, who's employed by Formula One, and said, look, things failed. That shouldn't have happened. Things didn't work right. We need to know what this is because barriers failing and people going under barriers killed drivers in the past. So yeah. we are happy he is out and relatively okay. 
but mm -hmm. we need to look at this. And that was the thing. It wasn't complacent. Billy survived. You know, well, we're happy. Yeah. You know, because everyone would be going, that's not normal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they could quite easily have just said, yeah, well, he survived. We, we, we're safe enough. Yeah. Um, let's move on. But no, that's great. Great to hear. Uh, I'm really happy to see uh, Formula One making hopefully making even more further improvements for the safety of the, of the drivers that we all love to watch, uh, you know, uh, and, and keep us entertained, uh, you know, for 23 races this year. Um, so, yeah, we've got a, a long season ahead. We want them all to be safe uh, and F1 can do, you know, amazing things to make sure that happens uh, going into the future. Any other news articles that you want to speak about? Have you, have you, have you said anything, Sponge, that you wanted to talk about that's popped up over the last week? No, I've not seen anything. Um, again, just been trying to have a brief look through, but the only thing that's obviously coming up at the moment is the Ferrari launch, so I haven't seen anything. Well, let's talk about Ferrari then, because that, that's probably going to be the bulk of the, uh, the, the chat about Ferrari. They've released their livery for today. Um, it's... Well, it's, it's different, and I know who who would have ever thought it would be a different livery um, from the uh, Ferrari Scuderia Ferrari. They've actually got a red that they've got norm that they normally have, and it kind of gradients towards the rear into the burgundy. Uh, the burgundy's from the SF one thousand from last year's one thousandth race for Ferrari, um, and it, that in itself was an homage to their first race back in nineteen fifty. 50. Yeah, Monaco Grand Prix in 1950 was their first Formula One race. Yeah, so they've, they've gone for that the, the burgundy colour um, at the rear of the car. And then the massive surprise for absolutely every single person probably tuning into the Ferrari launch. There's the a great, <laughs> even the drivers, yeah. There's a great big massive green uh, MW uh, sign at the back where the sponsorship uh, mission winnow uh, have uh, have changed the colour of their logo. First of all, let's let's have opinions on the car. Coops, do you like it or do you not like it? I like it. Now, the first time I saw the green, I thought, what what, what is that? Mm -hmm. but, yeah, it's all right. It's different. I mean, uh -huh. as a supporter of Kilmarnock Football Club, who use the same two colours and stripes all the time, there's not so much yeah. to do with them. And you know, Sponge being a West Brom fan, you know, pre pretty similar. We've got a pretty stark <laughs> when it comes to trips. So you know, kudos for them to come out with something. My my only thing, like burgundy, uh, not the burgundy, the, the the bright green, not first. It'll just be part of the car. It's all right. Uh, it's quite an ingenious wee marketing tool because you're going to see it. Is I want the car to be burgundy all over. Yeah. Like yeah, a lot of people have said that they'd like to see the burgundy remain but I, it, the red the, the bright red is just too ingrained in the in the culture of ferrari now for them for them to go for it full time i, I think you had a, a completely opposing opinion about the ferrari didn't you sponge oh, i like i like the car i think the green mission winnow logo kind of takes away from how nice it looks to be honest i think it's i mean we say this every season don't we but if if championships were won on looks they'd be right up there uh, I think they've done uh -huh. a really, really nice uh, aesthetic job on the front nose. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Not any other car I've done. Yeah. That kind of aerodynamic. That's it. It's almost it's like they've spent all of their, you know, all of their time doing that. Did I also see as well that they've split the exhausts off at the back? Have they gone like yeah, full on? Have they gone full on fighter plane as well? Like because a lot of the teams have just got both of them at the same place, haven't they? Both the exhausts in like, straight down the middle. I'm pretty sure right. that I saw 
they've kind of split split them off. Okay. Or have they just done it on the have they just done it on the body or something like that? It looks like there's two the chassis guy, which I can't remember his name, has said that they've went for a Enrico Cardelli. Hmm. Cardelli. I apologize for destroying the pronunciation of his name. Has said that the SF twenty one has a tighter rear end. So, you know, yeah. potentially they have done a lot the the SF twenty one, as much as we're doing a lot of carryover, is a very different beast from last year. It needs to be. It needed to be. The, you know, last year's car was a dog. Um, they, they were going <laughs> to just get slated and. If you want to think about how you say that? Terrorised. <laughs> well, we were talking words, about tight rear ends a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> one of our one of our one of our followers, uh, JR, over in good old USA, is a staunch. Ferrari man, even he admits that the SF 1000 was a dog, so we're not that far yeah. away from the truth, to be fair. And for anyone who doesn't know, the main reason for that was they had an aerodynamic package that was very draggy, it was, but then after they came out with that, they then got their engine neutered because of some slightly dodgy things they were doing with regards to sensors and fuel and flow and stuff. Oh, so Cheating. Extra, extra power. <laughs> Cheating? Ferrari? <laughs> Never. Well, the FIA's official way was they think they were cheating, but they couldn't prove it. Yeah. And that's why they came out with this. Look, we'll just we'll come out with this deal. Yeah, so, so it's like, we'll, we'll restrict this, and then we'll just let you show that you were yourselves then. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of like, here's the biggest admission, the 2020 season. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Where it, all, all your customer cars are also... Absolutely, cars are wank too. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't swear. You've got a lot of two tokens for swearing. You've spent one. I spent one. That's fine. Hang on a second. Yeah, so Hang on a second. Initially, with, initially with, the, with the SF 1000 being draggy, they were going to use the extra power from the Ferrari engine to get over that because if you've got more power, you can you know dilute the problem you have with your aero. But when you get your engine a lot less powerful than you're expecting in a draggy aerodynamic package, mm. your car's not going to be fast enough. No, no, absolutely so, not. So the redesign. What were you going to say? Were you going to, were you going to add the second swear word? No, no, no. I was just, just for Adam's benefit for when he's not editing it, I was just going to go beep so we can put that in <laughs> over the word. Uh, we'll let him keep it in. Adam, just keep it in. <laughs> Everyone, we want you to quickly appreciate the work that Adam does every week, uh, creating these podcasts for us. Uh, we do talk a lot of rubbish uh, in between that does get cut from the uh, podcast and Adam's the person that does uh, put all that together so we must must mention Adam in this one um, so thank you very much for your work uh, putting all these podcasts together for our listeners to, uh, to appreciate anyway so back, back onto the Ferrari then so do we think it's going to perform well this year yeah. are they going to find that speed Coops yes oh big big words just one yes definitely where where, where can you place them uh, fourth or fifth. Okay, so some gains, but obviously not not huge no, they, gains. They can. They're not going to jump up to being back to the thirds because uh, there's still a lot of parts of the SF21 which is going to be from last year's car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they've only got what two tokens or something like that. Two tokens for... which they've used by the look from what I can gather, they've used they've redesigned the full engine. It's a brand new engine, so I don't know if that's a token. I don't know enough about the token system uh, to really be sure on that. But they, they, mm. they haven't been able to use the token on the front end of the car as much, other than maybe the wee nose, the, you know, the front nose. The suspension's still the same, and the chassis is still the same, but they've changed other parts. So 
You're not going to get the big jump because you can't. The blueprint for this car is from a car that was not good enough last year. Uh, so they're hoping that they're going to get some gains on the, the power unit. Yeah. But Ferrari have a history of being crap and then coming back through. In 1980, they were 10th in the constructors. 1981, they were 5th. Uh, and then 1982, they won the constructors. So for any team that are able to come back, they're a team that know how to come back. So, I'd and they've got the they've got the money, they've got the know how, they've got the the people in place. They are one of the one of the people that one one of the, one of the teams that will always come back and they will always perform at some point. It just depends how long that gap between the performance uh, is. And at the moment, they're probably the biggest gap they've had in a long while, aren't they? I think the biggest thing though this year is this is the first time with the budget cap, so it might not be qu- as quick as a return to the top with the budget, right? Uh, because they. You know, what a lot of the bigger teams do if they make an absolute arse of it is they throw money at it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a, a budget that's three times the size of some of your other competitors, you can afford to hire an extra hundred staff to, to, to sort stuff. They, they can't do that now. Uh, I think the other thing that might mitigate that to a point is next year we've got some very big changes to the aero. So if they can... Yeah. If they can get that right, I mean, even the small team. I mean, look at Haas. They're they're, they're calling this season ready. By the way, things are going. If they can, if their power unit, which is Ferrari, can perform the way they're expecting, and then they they stumble off a nice wee project or a concept for the twenty twenty two. Yeah. The top end. It'll be interesting next year, but it might not be. They might not be to the front quite as quick as they have done in the past. It might take a couple of extra. Oh, what they'd like. How about you? How about you, Sponge? Do you, do you think they'll? Uh, do you think the, the the red team will be back towards well midfield? Um, <laughs> they need to be really. No, I, I agree with what Coops is saying to a certain extent, but I think the comparisons to the eighties are. I, I think they're a little bit more risky these days because you know in the eighties you could get a team like you know Williams or whatever set up and then go and win races, but these days, unless you've got hundreds of millions of quid then it's just impossible i mean you look at the journey back to the front that mclaren have had to make it's been years mm-hmm. absolutely however I, I mean i'm kind of thinking opposite to what coops was thinking in terms of budget cuts i think if if they've made themselves a new engine i think if everybody else is being held back it probably gives them the best chance of bridging that gap quicker because obviously people you know the other, the other teams aren't able to spend as much money in terms of up- upgrading theirs to kind of keep going out in front if that makes sense if they've got a yeah. brand new engine then mm-hmm. maybe it will reset them quicker um possibly i don't know mate I, I mean at the end of the day we'll all know you know it comes to i mean let's forget testing how many times have ferrari been out front in testing and then been about three seconds behind and you know come the first yeah. round but from the first round, uh-huh. I think by the Friday afternoon, you'll have a good idea of where Ferrari are going to be. Um, I don't think they Absolutely. very often leave a lot in the tank. So, yeah, let's uh, let's see. I, I would be surprised, though, if I'm honest, especially with, with McLaren going to Mercedes. That's, that's another team that have kind of cemented their place on paper in front of Ferrari now by doing that. Yeah, Aston definitely. Martin and Mercedes as well so yeah we'll we'll see what happens so let's talk about the staff that we've got at Ferrari um obviously we've got the two drivers of Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz um great lineup really promising um very strong drivers um very competitive uh I, I read something in the the news recently about Carlos has not definitely not got anything in his contract 
that means he's a number two or he has to give way to Charles Leclerc. How much do you believe that? And uh, well, do you do you believe do you believe it at all, or or do you think it? Do you think they're gonna they're gonna let them them let them race or or let Charles make Charles the number one driver? Sorry, I, I think there isn't anything in the contract probably, but I think Ferrari don't know how to work with two drivers. <laughs> they just don't. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I don't think Carlos will be allowing them too much space. I think he's going to be there. He knows if he's on equal footing, he's going to make it clear that he's you know. He's here to race, and if he's got an opportunity to take a win, he's going to go for it, or get some points, or get in the podium, or whatever. He's going to go for it. But I did see something that Benotto has reminded them that it's about the team and not the drivers. Yeah. So it should always be about that anyway. So it definitely will be interesting where they uh, how it works out. It'll be interesting to see how Carl uh, Leclerc reacts if Carlos gets the measure of him and is beating him. Because he's the goal. Yeah. And we saw when things went wrong in Monaco a couple of years ago, he lost a head and within a few few laps, he was tanned into the barrier and was at the race. Uh, yeah. How about you, Sponge? Do you think they'll let Charles Leclerc uh, be the number one driver or do you think they're going to they're gonna let them race? I, and uh, I think there's three things about there. Ferrari that everybody needs to understand. One is that they never, ever put anything in a contract. Two is that contracts unless they suit them mean absolutely nothing to ferrari and three i think the most important is the italian uh motor racing fan community slash press will decide who becomes number one driver at ferrari currently it's leclerc because he was obviously the mm-hmm. poster boy um while Vettel was there carlos has come in yeah. so i think it's kind of open season again and they'll, they'll soon make their mind up as to who they want to go with and Hoops has nailed it already. Ferrari cannot support two drivers. So a contract isn't worth the paper it's written on as far as Ferrari are concerned, unless it works in their favour. And they've displayed that time after time after time after time. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them because neither of them are going to back, back down. So we'll, we'll no. see who, who wins. Absolutely. Um, talking about the staff, uh, there was a rumour heading around that was the other day. It's a rumour that's actually been perpetuated quite a few times uh, around the paddock. And that is that the rumour was that uh, Benotto, Mattia Benotto, would, would be fired from uh, the Maranello Mark Scuderia Ferrari. Now, obviously, we we did put a post up on our social media platform, but we did say at the time that we thought it was uh, uh, quite a dodgy rumour um, because it seems quite late in the day for them to, to mess around with that sort of thing. If they were going to do it, they, they surely would have done it last year mm-hmm. um but the, the source of the uh the source of the comment was one of the ferrari gt drivers joseph kral uh, that was done by a youtube video that was subsequently taken down um and he subsequently subsequently come out and said oh you know i was uh i was just using my own own initiative and guessing and it, it's kind of obviously backpedaling because he might have been told off by the uh the big bosses. But let's talk about the possibility anyway. Um, Mattia Bonato has obviously been there for a couple of years now. Um, well, he's actually been he's in been the team for a long time. He's 20 years time. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah working uh, for the team. Um, but he's obviously been team principal for the last, what, with three, three years now. We know that Ferrari are quite keen on hiring and firing uh, and doing that sort of uh, movement. It, do you think it's his last season um, at this kind of com- 
competing at this sort of level um, if if they don't improve Coops? If you don't see a, an improvement, he's out. If it continues the way it is, if they're struggling to get into the second bit, you know, second qualifying sessions and they're, they're hitting the tenths and elevenths and ninths, then mm -hmm. I think you'll see him out probably by the summer break. I think. I really? Then. If he if you can see him, you know, up if you can see the cars up around the kind of mid, you know, up like eighth, nine, eighth, seventh, sixth, and the two of them are quite close together, then yeah, okay, keep them going. It's one of the. It's a difficult one for Ferrari because the problem I've always said is that because they're so into sacking and firing and moving folk around, people seem to be too scared to try something. Like you wouldn't have a technician or a couple of guys within Ferrari saying, "Let's try DAS," like their version. Yeah. But you fear because if it didn't work, they get sacked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. They need some in innovation. Absolutely. Yeah. There seems to be a bit of fear in there. So Bonotto's, I'm still, I'm struggling to understand whether or not Bonotto is a team principal or not. I mean, he's a Ferrari guy through and through, but is, is he not an engine guy? You know, he's more around the kind of engine side of it rather than... Uh, yeah, he was, he was their go-to engineer. Um, and, and and that's what he's doing um, this year. He's, he's, I think maybe the the rumor might have stemmed for the fact that he has they, or Ferrari have openly admitted that he won't be attending all the races um, because he's going to be back in the factory focusing on the uh, the engine of next year's car. So he is, a, a, you know, an, an engine kind of developer. He he, he helps develop the engine. Um, so he uh, he's obviously still needed in that position. So I don't know. It's it, it's a strange one. I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, he's got the engine side of it. If they've got someone who can manage the, the, the Grand Prix race weekend and you've got a big change in rules coming up next year that you want to make sure everything's singing in the same hymn sheet, mm -hmm. why not have him in, the, in there? You know, Absolutely. Why not have him back at Maranello doing the work on it? I mean, I don't see a problem in it. You know, as you say, if they were going to sack him, they would have sacked him by the time it got to the last race or just after. You know, just after yeah. Abu Dhabi, you would have got Benotto leaves Ferrari with the best wishes. Uh, and then nobody would have ever again. <laughs> I think it would be a shame, though, if they did get rid of him completely. Uh, maybe just like a, a demotion back to where he was. Because he's obviously quite a passionate um ferrari engineer that's, that's you know, he's been there for 20 yard 20 odd years i think it was um the, so he's the, the, the operational ones of ferrari probably want him to succeed he's a ferrari man you know arriva benny came from was it not a tobacco industry or something was he he wasn't he wasn't brought up through ferrari to be to run no, he was he was the Amer he he managed the american uh the American uh, sports car brand, didn't he? Um, I, I believe um, Arriva Bene. So he was he was Ferrari, but he'd never really dealt with Formula One, Formula One, or yeah, or, or race cars. <laughs> There's lots of online chatter about bring back Arriva Bene. Yeah, I'm surprised that the GT driver still has a job. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you can't say stuff like that about any team or your employer in that way. Least of all, fucking Ferrari. I mean, mm. uh, you just. He, he might not just get another. He might not get another seat next year. You know, yeah, <laughs> you never know. Or this you year, you don't shut the door on Friday like that because you just you, 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 your opportunities get passed up pretty quick. And they've got a lot of pies and a lot of different series 
Uh, and they're coming up with a hypercar in 2023 so they're going back mm -hmm. to the Le Mans 24 hour with a hypercar from 2023 so you know if you don't want to be peeing folk off when there's, all, when there's new series he's coming there was talk about them entering IndyCar with an engine haven't heard much about that I think that's kind of died off a wee bit uh, so yeah you, you really don't want to be pissing off your employer uh, that way <laughs> we can kind of mark the we can put that rumour about Bonotto firmly in the it's a lot of uh, baloney yes crap rubbish not good uh, whatever non-sweary word you want to put in uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to use our quota yet just in case no. just in case something else comes up <laughs> so we we like the Ferrari car we've got a couple of opinions about the current Ferrari car. I, I don't think I shared my opinion. I, I really like What's it. What's your um, opinion, Taylor? I like, yeah, I, I like I like it. I really I, <laughs> I saw it and I was like, hang on, this is this is something different. I'm not seeing this from Ferrari. Uh everyone's always constantly like, oh yeah, Ferrari will be red. I think even we made a joke about it before uh before the reveal of it a couple of weeks back. Uh the yeah. Ferrari car will be red. Uh yeah, it's just the done thing. And then they come out and they 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 I think they They've hit the ball out of the park. I I love the gradiented, uh, big uh, bright red to the to the burgundy and that green. I think it pops and I think it looks good. Uh, we we know they are complementary colours because they are op opposing colours. Anyone who's studied you know graphic design at GCSE level like myself will know that <laughs> that these colours are perfect together. Um, so yeah, I think I think it looks really good and I'm uh, I, I'm I'm really excited about it. People will have their opinions, but I have mine and I think it's. I think it's beautiful, beautiful looking machine. Let's move on. Uh, I think that's the Ferrari kind of chatted about to death. Well, uh, we you move on actually is okay. Oh, sorry. That ninety, I think ninety percent of the staff from Ferrari have taken up Bahrain's offer of getting the vaccine for COVID. Oh, okay. Uh, so once once Ferrari found out that there was no issue from the Italian health board for them to get it, then it was kind of left up to the personnel, which from what I've heard once I've checked up on that, pretty much every team have said, look, if the person wants to do it, that's their choice. Yeah. But, you know, we, we touched on it last week, Formula One kind of said, look, no, we're not going to put a blanket thing on it, we don't want to jump in queue, but yeah, it's there as an option, but Ferrari have came out and said that majority of their staff have, have taken it, and no one else has really commented other than saying, look, that's an individual decision. The option yeah. must have been back to all the individuals to say, if you want to get it, you can. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to. Fair enough. But they might feel like, you know, rubbish after it. If, you know, the, I'm not saying the, the, uh, the vaccine is bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there the, the have, the have been slight negative effects uh, over the course of the day. So they have to have it early on, is my point. Well, um, early, they've got testing, so I suppose they're, they're going to be there early anyway. Um, so they've got the chance to get rid of the... Since last week, majority of the staff, I think. I think, yeah. I think they said they were going to be there all in all a good three or four weeks to take yeah. the testing and then obviously the race. Which makes me think, why the, why the hell didn't they give us the uh, Bahrain secure, secure route, the, the, the outer track again? They had, a, they had a chance. They could have slapped another race in. Right? Make it a 24 race season. Oh, for goodness sake. Our lives are going to be stopping pretty much every other weekend for the next God knows how many weeks. 
Yeah, but as a, as a fan, it's great, though, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Maybe not as an, an employee in the Formula One world. It uh, makes it a bit difficult, but it would be, be great for us to see. Yeah, we've still got Imola. We've still got Portimao. We've got a new track to see how that works out. We still don't even know what that's like when we go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't even know what that looks like. We don't. We, we haven't got a, a uh, we haven't got a track map. No. Uh, and then we've also got the interesting time of having an Australian Grand Prix in the height of the summer. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, and they they're also speeding up that track. Yeah. Um, so it's going to. Well, are they speeding up? But they're they're they're, they're making adjustments to it. They're, well, the track that section of the track will be faster because you're getting yeah. rid of the slowest. It's a left right chicane, turn nine and ten. I think that's just going to be a sweep. Into the right hand, and it's the right hand sweep to a left hand sweep. Yeah. A very heavy braking going into turn 13. And they've changed the camber, the, the angle of it to make it more of a passing opportunity, hopefully. It's it's like they were listening to us, uh, listening to our podcast, because we've previously criticised the uh, Australian Grand Prix. Everybody, Don't get me wrong, I think probably a lot of people have uh, criticised the Australian Grand Prix. Um, just hopefully it'll bring some more overtaking opportunities. Uh, let's talk about some other other news anyway. We, we, we've had uh, the Haas livery, uh, livery, sorry, I've been told off for saying livery, livery, the Haas livery controversy. Uh, now, if you don't know what that is... Um, Obviously, the Haas livery came out, and it was basically a giant Russian flag. Uh, and as per WADA uh, and the ban that they've had on any sports person from Russia competing under the Russian flag, um, they thought it might go against what their uh, regulations state. Mm. So what can you tell us about that, uh, Coops? Well, so because of state-sponsored open in the Winter Olympics 2014, and I think there was another Olympics as well around about that time, Wada basically said any athlete from Russia has to be classed as an independent athlete. So they're not allowed to race under the flag. They can't have the Russian flag on the podium. If they get near the podium, they can't use the anthems. Uh, Because the FIA is under Wada, they have to fall, and it's for the next two years. So uh, Wada, Formula One or FIA is under Wada, or they, you know, are part of that membership. So they have to fall under that. That means that Nikita Mazepin cannot use the Russian flag. However, Haas came out with their Russian-inspired car, which is quite a pretty-looking livery, if you take away from the, the whole controversy about Mazepin and Russia and whatnot. But anyway, uh, they seem to think, Haas seem to think it's not a problem because the person or the driver can, but the team, as Gunter Steiner has said, the team's American. We're just using the Russian flag, colours. <laughs> so, well, and, uh, and let's let's not forget that America do use the same colours, but obviously well, not in that order, not in that and order. And also, the title sponsor of Haas, I can't pronounce them. Olk something, yeah, Ol- I can't. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Is the father of Nikita Mazepin. So very Russian influence. Uh, however, Wada, a couple of days later or the next day, Wada came out and went. Hmm, don't know about that. So, <laughs> looking into it, so I'd we'll imagine. Keep our eyes on it. Yes. I'd imagine yeah. they probably went to the lawyers and went, look, we've done this, they've done that. Does that contribute what we've said? And they're going to come, the lawyers are going to look at it and say no, or they're going to say yes. I've got a sneaky suspicion it's probably not because a, the whole band was based around athletes. So your Olympics yes. is very much an individual, it's a person, 
I don't and he's really and he's not going to be racing for Russia anyway. It, it, like like no, like, it was, like we said, the Russian flag. No, he'll, yeah. he'll be racing under Formula One. Yeah, and there's and there's no danger of him, you know, getting on the podium, oh, uh, having the Russian national anthem. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't matter what happens in the race. The, the Haas cars aren't going to be in the top three. Uh, <laughs> well, unless something seriously happens, <laughs> yeah, they really knacker a lot of people's fantasy teams. <laughs> yeah. I've got Mazepin myself. I've, I've put Mazepin in my uh, in my team. No, I shouldn't admit thing. that. I shouldn't admit that though, should I? I might lose. Might lose fans. <laughs> well, you picked Hamilton and Mercedes, so you had like ten. Pets. Yeah, I had no uh, no no choice, but I had to just no. choose the cheapest drivers for the rest of them. Uh, so that, that's the deal. Why I've looked at it since they came out, or it came out and said they were looking at it. Nothing else has came forward. So we're either going to get Wada saying we want you to change that. Haas are probably going to go, no, no, there's going to be a court of arbitration for sport or whatever, or whatever jurisdiction it falls under, or Haas are going to have to change it. I think, I think it'll end up be, be staying, to be honest with you. I, I've seen the, 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 the response from WADA, and they, they have literally just said, we'll keep our eye on it. Um, I, I think they probably see there's a grey area there. Yeah. Um, which which means when there's a when there's a grey area that that can be exploited. It's not actually the Russian flag. It's inspired by the Russian flag. It's not like a big yeah. rectangle that's got the Russian flag on it. I mean, it pretty much is. But yeah, not, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So it is, but it isn't. It is, but it isn't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And as you say, it's an American company, an American yes. car, uh, owned uh, team uh, who use red, white, and blue. So you know, and also Alpine have red, white, and blue in their car. So are we going to start banning colours? Really? Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, they don't it's, have a can of worms that they, they would not win. There's no point. Uh, it, it made a sensational headline at the time, though, didn't it? You know, oh, they've just released their livery and they're going to have to change it immediately. But then everyone kind of looked and thought, well, they're probably probably going to be OK. Yeah. And it's a nice livery, to be fair. I quite like yeah, it. it does look nice. It does look nice. So that's all, all, pretty much all about the, uh, the, the Haas livery that we can talk about. Um, I, there wasn't really much else to chat about this week. Uh, it's been a very quiet week other than the Ferrari release, so we do apologise about the news coming forward. But we do have the testing coming very soon. Uh, what days are we expecting testing then, uh, Coops? It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This week. this week? Yes. This weekend? So we get some form of cars on track, not racing. Who's going to be sandbagging? Are they all going to be sandbagging? Or are we going to get a massive flying lap from I don't know, uh, probably uh, someone like Yuki Tsunoda or someone like that pumping in the fastest lap? Well, the good thing is we won't, we, won't be, we won't be looking at reruns of Mercedes and wondering why they're pulling the steering wheel towards them and pulling it away. It'll be pushing it this time. Yes. They'll have changed it. It'll be pushing forwards rather than pulling it back. They're not allowed They'll have that <laughs> like steering the steering column now has to go it can only go on the axis to go with the steer left and right it can't go back and forward anymore so that yeah i know banned. they'll have something it'll be activated by Magic. activated by the yeah uh, it, it'll they'll, they'll move their head backwards into the uh, into the the air, the air intake or something like that, and it'll add a boost to the engine. Or it's covered by uh, AMG. I wonder how many of those stickers will fall off the car when it goes out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AMG, AMG, no, AMG. That, it's it's uh, for the UK listeners. It's six fifty in the morning. Uh, for the morning session, it's 11.50 uh, just before 12 noon for the afternoon. 
And Ted's Notebook is back at quarter past eight every evening. So you have a show after everything's done. There's a, on Sky Sports F1, they have a talk that talk about everything. They'll probably get some drivers in. And mm-hmm. the Notebook will be out as he strolls around in his shorts, giving it, this is what I've heard, this is what I've seen. And this is what's going to happen. So set your alarm clocks. I'm off for the weekend. I've got just me. So I'll be up uh, to check it all out. Uh, so, yeah. so he'll keep the page updated. I will. Uh, uh, I'll be on Twitter as well. I'll be on our Twitter page. I'll try and get that going as well. So, uh, yep. Williams have released their uh, livery for this year. Yes. Which got a few raised eyebrows. And that was just from us. Yeah. <laughs> But it's grown on a lot of people, actually. It's, um, I don't know. I'm going to need. To, it's one of those. I'm going to need to see it in real life because it looks. The front's nice with the white and the blue and the wee bits of yellow. But then when it gets to the rear, it looks really messy. I don't. Looks like somebody's created it on Motorsport Manager. Actually, yeah. did on Twitter. It looks almost the same. Standard livery packs. It's like oh, okay, but then then you've got a few fear of our fans, you know, on on the on the thread saying it's the best looking car on the grid. So you know, it's it really is subjective. People's opinions on these on these liveries nowadays. Uh, you know, people like it's quite I think quite classic looking. Um, there's a, there's, a, there's a few kind of um, our Gary, one of our, our team members, has said you know it looks like a lot of the Saubers from 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 old. Yeah, um, I mean, reckon and Sauber had that kind of gradient stuff down the side pods. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have they gone weird? Have they have they done something strange? Probably not really. Not 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 looking back in history, but it's just it's not a modern style livery. It's more livery. It's a it's kind of a it's kind of a classic livery, um, if if for want of a better word. But anyway, Williams were planning on releasing this livery, um, and they're re- releasing the car using augmented reality. Um, they were going to get everyone to download an app, and then you could have used the camera on your phone uh, to basically insert the car into your living rooms um but sadly the just before that was about to happen probably about an hour before they were due to release um they they whacked a message up on twitter about having their the app hacked by hackers so unfortunately for williams although they probably pumped a fair bit of money into that um hackers took that joy away from all the fans absolute bar stewards as they are hashtag it um, was williams so- sorry <laughs> Probably was, probably was, probably a rich energy uh, hack because he was pissed off that they didn't take his uh, his sponsorship money. Yeah. What money? <laughs> he doesn't have money. That was the problem. <laughs> he does. He's got loads of money. It's a front for a mafia mafia uh, man. Buying Sunderland as well. Did we see anyone but that? Oh yeah. Anyway, we don't talk about. You started. You mentioned his name. <laughs> you put a tenner into that William Story swear box. <laughs> you started your shenanigans. Anyway, do you do you like the uh, car uh, sponge? Uh, I think I'm the same as you. I need to kind of see it in in the flesh. In the flesh. Um, I do think it's a in, little in the, bit in the carbon fiber. Yeah, I, I, I'm really struggling to to follow where the opinion of it's uh, it's very retro is coming from. I can't see much retro in there, to be honest. Um, mm. And yeah, I think I think the back is kind of taken away from the design of the car at the moment. So I'd, I'll reserve judgment until I see it go around the track. I'd, I certainly wouldn't say it's one of the best on the grid uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to... In my humble opinion, it's probably the worst one. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Okay, let's make it a bit fun. Let's have a bit of a laugh. Let's do worst first. So worst, you Coops, you're saying Williams. Sponge, you're saying Williams too? Uh, what have we got? Yes, I think I would. Sorry, Williams. Uh, I'm going to say Red Bull. Just because it's so uninspired, it's so Red Bull. So yeah, okay. yeah, it's just boring. They didn't do anything different. I mean, they've got the sister brand, um, Alpha Tauri, trying different things every year. Um, oh, by the looks of things, yeah. But Alpha Tauri <laughs> yeah. is selling a new product, though, isn't they? Yeah, true, true. Red, Red um, Bull is a brand think... at the end of the day. Don't forget, you know, Red. If you look at Red Bull, but their cans, their, ca- their cans look nothing like their car. Why don't they do like a silvery oh, design with the, with really the blue? Cool. Like, like the old school yeah. McLaren chrome with a really bright blue. Or yeah, why don't they do something different? Get, just inspire us. Do something a bit different. Make it look like a, a, can, of, a can of Red Bull on wheels. It'll be, uh, I think, they, I think it's time. Aerodynamic. <laughs> Obviously, if you, thought you know what I mean. Stop being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I just want to see something different. They've done such, such nice um, one-off liveries. Liveries. I keep saying it. I can't help it. It's just ingrained in my brain. They, they've done so many nice liveries in the past just for testing. Oh, Chiller, it's liveries. Uh, I think it's liveries. <laughs> Honestly. I don't. I'm just finding oh. it. No. No. Li- livery. Fine. But they've had, they have. They've done such nice liveries in the past when they're just one-offs and testings and when they're sponsored by James Bond or they're sponsored by... Mad Max, Fury Road. Oh, uh, they've, they've done these things, and they, they they can do it. So why can't they just add a bit of inspiration into their into their bodywork? So that's why they're my worst. Let's go for favourites. What's your favourite on the grid, Coops? Alpine. Alpine. Ooh, oh, the Alpine. See that blue? Oh my god! Let's see if it's going to be so pearlescent on the actual uh, track. Do you think it will be? Yes. Uh, well, it's well, they've, they've done the shakedown, uh, and it looked pretty similar because they showed. Okay. Is it Silverstone they were at shakedown? I can't remember. Yeah. I did see a, a wee few second video of it coming out of the garage, and it did look still quite blue. Okay. Yeah, I do like it. Uh, I think that's the best one. What's your favourite, Sponge? McLaren. McLaren. I know you're going to say that. I had a, I, a very strong Papaya McLaren. Uh, feeling. That you... it's, it's the same as it's the same principle as if. If Ayrton Senna is part of a question, he's always the answer. <laughs> if McLaren are part of a question, they're always the best or the answer. It's as simple as that. I like I like it. Um, I, I'm a big fan of McLaren, you know. I'm a not-so-secret McLaren fan. Um, I am going to say, personally, oh, it's difficult because I've got I like quite a few this year. I think it's going to be a really good-looking grid. You're going to come out with something good. ridiculous like Ferrari now, aren't you? No, no. I might go predictable though. He's going to come out with. Oh, I thought he was going to say Mercedes then. No. Well, do you know what? I I said Mercedes last week. I did say Mercedes last week um, over the the, uh, Aston. But I've been looking at the Aston and I really like it. I'll be honest with you. I keep forgetting about the Aston. I keep forgetting that the Aston is a thing and it's beautiful. I didn't didn't like. Well, I didn't not like. Didn't not like it. That's the wrong words. I, I wasn't as enthusiastic about it at first i thought the green was very slightly not british racing green i thought oh they've gone slightly wrong with the color but i've been looking at it you know it's it's a gorgeous looking car i think i think the green is just more about lighting i don't because yeah maybe all the shots were very much studio and lights and stuff i think i think it is the british racing green 
And I right. do have to give them the kudos because to get a pink and with British Racing Green and actually to make it look kind of cool, it yeah. was a really hard thing to do. Uh, it's magenta. It's not pink, it's magenta. Yeah, I'm getting You know, when, it, when BWT came out and said they were staying with Aston, everyone's like, oh, no. British Racing they were like, oh, pink. too much pink. Oh, no. And they, they, they done a really good job with it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm suitably impressed, I have to say, with that one. But no, Alpine for me. Okay, well there you go. That's that's our favourites. What are your favourites? Let us know on our Facebook page. We're always looking for a feedback about these podcasts. Uh, so let us know um, what your favourite car was. Uh, we probably put a post together at some point, um, showing all of them side by side. Uh, that is in my brain to put that together, so I will do that at some point, probably this evening. Um, so look out on our Facebook page for that. But as as mentioned at the start of the podcast, if you could like us on all of our social media platforms, that would be absolutely brilliant. Uh, we are on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We will be doing this podcast weekly. Please let uh, sh share us with your friends. Uh, let us let them hear what we have to say, um, and also contribute as well. You, we've got the groups and we've got the page. We want you to all tell us what you want to hear. So. Let us know in a in a Facebook a Facebook post in our group. We will try and touch on any subjects that are left for us, and we'll put posts up as well, um, trying to initiate some questions from you guys too. And we might even get, give you a, get you a little name drop um, on the show too. Um, we want to remind you that we do have our fantasy F one league. Uh, absolutely, you must join. We are going to have a prize. We've not yet decided on what that prize will be, um, but we promise it's going to be a great prize that you'll want to win and it'll be well worth winning. We're not going to hold it back this year. So even if I win the tournament like I did last year, <laughs> I just like to, I like to mention it. <laughs> and they hate that the fact that I mention it every single time because I won last year. Uh, I'm not going to hold withhold the prize this year. We're going to make sure somebody does win the prize. So even if that, people, I didn't take part. So you know, it's a, it's a hollow victory. He will be in this year. I will be. He will be in this. It year. was a hollow victory though, Tiller. I'm coming for you, man. Coming for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got Nikki's a Mazapan, so you've probably got a quite quite a good chance of beating me this year. So uh, I might make I might have to make a change before the season starts. But the league code for that, have you got the league code handy, Coops? I do indeed. It's seven F F six zero nine one seven C zero. All the letters are lowercase. I'll say it again. Seven F F six zero nine one seven C zero we're excellent we're currently sitting at 47 teams well we had six was it 66 last year i honestly think we'll get more than that as as we uh, get closer to the season um we're going to put another few posts up about that so you will see it uh, our code is available in the everything f1 paddock and also on our page uh, we'll probably pin a post to the top as well maybe very shortly um in you order to promote that as well the first race of the season Yes, or you, yeah, you have to, you have to have have had a team uh, available from the first um, race of the season. What we did know about note about last year, actually, you could join if you maybe weren't part of our league um, early on, but you've got a, a fantasy F one team, and then you join with that team later. Your points do come across. So, but to be safe, make sure you bring your point, uh, bring your teams to our league um, from the start of the season. 
But anyway, that's uh, everything from me, James Tiller. Everything from Coops. Thank you. And take it easy, guys. Bye. Everything from Sponge. We thank you very much for listening today. We do hope you've enjoyed it. As as we mentioned before, share it with your friends. Let them hear what we've got to say. And we will see you on the other side next week. Thanks very much, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>